0: Remember how this was going to be a multi-gen service? (laughs) I said to Gary, well, I'm not sure about this. I hope there's something in this for the adults, too. And he said, well, it's okay. Donald Trump speaks at a fourth-grade level so everyone can listen. And I know that these people are way smarter than that but they're used to at least hearing some fourth-grade level stuff on the news. So, food, glorious food. Many of us live to eat versus eating to live. Jerry. (laughs) And why not enjoy eating? It can be one of the most delightful experiences we human beings have. Eating engages all five of our senses, sight, hearing, smell, touch, and of course, taste. I brought some apples for the children so they can experience how they use their senses when eating, and instead of, well, we do have some children, so if you, I'm going to bring some apples around, and if you want an apple to be part of this little experiment, please take one. So if you choose to take an apple, I'm going to ask you to just take a look at the apple. (laughs) Take a look at the color of your apple. Uh, They are washed. You can peel the stickers off. And... What color is your apple, Christopher? Yellow. Yellow. Mariah, what color apple did you get? Green and red. Heather, what color is your apple? Multicolored. Red and green, okay. So we have apples of different colors here. Granny Smith's, Golden Delicious, Red Delicious, Fuji's. I love the bright and beautiful colors of the produce in the garden or the displays in the farmer's market or the array of abundant choices in the grocery store. And a fabulous meal can be a work of art too. It can be a feast for the eyes as well as the palate. We may not focus so much on the sounds of food and eating, but what does your apple sound like when you bite into it? (laughs) Can you name that sound? What would you call the name of that sound? Crunch. Crunch, all right. Think about some of the other sounds associated with food. The clatter of pots and pans and dishes, the whirr of the blenders in the batter, the pop of the toaster, the snap of freshly picked green beans or pea pods, the crunch of a raw carrot, the munch, munch, munching sound we make when we're eating an ear of sweet corn or the slurp, slurp, slurping we may make today as we eat our soup. Popcorn popping, that's a fun sound. It is a sound that our dog Rocky knows well. It's the only people food he gets, so even the crinkle of the microwave popcorn bag can send him running across the house. (laughs) The sounds of food and cooking add to our pleasure. How did your apple smell? Mariah, does your apple have a fragrance? Smells sweet. Anyone else? Fruity, tart. All right. Our sense of smell activates memories in our brains more powerfully than any other sense. The fragrance of fresh bread baking or cookies in the oven can take us all the way back to our childhood and Grandma's house. When I walk into the house and get the first whiff of the stew or chili or whatever's in the crock pot, my taste buds water in anticipation. Smells play a very important part in our enjoyment of food. Touch or tactile experience of food is also part of the joy of eating. How did your apple feel when you held it in your hand, Roland? inviting. Other feeling words for the feel of the skin or the weight of the apple or the shape. You have a soft apple. Cold, hard, smooth skin. How does the flesh of the apple feel in your mouth, Christopher, after you swallow? (laughs) Does it have a a texture that you could name? Lots of tiny, tiny pops of of juice, so there's moisture. All right. We notice things about how our foods feel. We love the refreshing chill of a cold glass of lemonade on a hot summer day, or a warm cup of cocoa and a cinnamon roll straight out of the oven. When we're making lemonade, we might notice the kind of bumpiness of the skin of the lemon. Our bodies experience the action of slicing or squeezing that lemon and the stirring as we add water and sugar. We notice the healthy texture the hearty texture of whole-grain muffins and breads, the tenderness or toughness of meat, the very acts of chewing and swallowing are all connected to the sensation of touch. And of course, what would food be without taste? Salty, sweet, spicy, sour, tart, tangy. Are you feeling hungry yet? With all this talk about food... How many of you like to eat? <laughs> okay. What are your favorite foods? Just call out a few. All. Chocolate. All, did you say? Chocolate. Havata. Tacos. Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh. Okay, we have lots of them. Great. How many of you like to cook? Okay, how many of you like to bake? All right. How many of you like to clean up after cooking or baking? (gasps) All right, very good. We have some work for you to do today after our soup luncheon. We really would like to have some help. The Social Activities Committee has set up a beautiful dining area for us, and hopefully we can... Pitch in so they don't have all the work of cleanup. Preparing and eating food and cleaning up is a communal activity, something we do with other people. Sharing meal preparation and eating when what we've made adds to the joy of eating, too. We connect, we cooperate. If we're fortunate enough to go out to eat, that can also be a special time with family and friends. And people have rituals about eating eating. Like in some families, we wait till everyone gets to the table before we start eating. Some of us might say some kind of grace or blessing or words to remind us to be grateful for our good fortune. We might light a candle or a chalice. We certainly have special foods for the holidays that are kind of an annual ritual. And we, we welcome people to our homes with food. We learn about other cultures by exploring their traditional foods. Food's often used for celebrations of all kinds, and it's also often used for comfort. We might take chicken noodle soup to someone who is ill. We might take a casserole or a pie to someone who's just had a baby or had a death in the family or just gotten out of the hospital. All ways of showing, caring, and love. Because food is sustenance. Food is life. Food, glorious food. I've named many of the joys of eating. We wanted to show you a video clip of Oliver where the boys in the orphanage dream about the joys of eating something besides eating is not always happy or fun. There can be challenges or sorrows that come with eating. How many of us were forced to sit at the table until we cleaned our plates when we were kids? How many of us were told that we had to at least taste something even though it looked or smelled icky? My worst memory is having to try liver and onions (laughs) there are other challenges or sorrows associated with eating we all probably know like jerry what it feels like to overeat too much food can make us feel awful some people have medical conditions that make it difficult for them to gain weight or lose weight other people have food allergies or eating disorders some have trouble chewing or swallowing, so eating eating is hard for them, maybe even painful. People who lose their sense of smell can't really taste their food, so eating is not very enjoyable for them. One sorrowful thing about food and eating is the shaming that goes along with our food and eating choices. New mothers are judged about whether they're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, and when they start their children on solid foods. People are very aware of body shape and size, and they might feel shamed or judged if they don't look like the models that we see on TV or in the magazines. What and how much we eaten? What or what and how much we eat? Or whether or not food is safe to eat. All these things are frequent topics of news and general conversation. And we can end up feeling confused at best or maybe like we're doing something wrong. Whether or not we eat meat, eat only organic foods, eat only foods that are in season, eat at restaurants or eat fast food, the choices and judgments around food and eating go on and on. When we get our food, who grows it? Who ships it? who cooks and serves it, whether it passes safety standards. All of these are challenging issues related to eating. There are many other complex social injustice issues related to food. For example, why do some people, some countries, some cultures waste people when others are starving? What can we do to eliminate the greed and politics that prevent life-saving food from getting to starving people who need it? Why are food service workers paid so poorly, often far below minimum wage? Animal welfare, genetically modified crops, The list of challenges goes on and on, and despite all these issues that are connected to food, the very real sorrow we're considering today is hunger. And that was a marvelous poem, Mariah. Hunger is probably the scariest thing to many people. The sorrow of going hungry, not eating not being able to feed yourself, your children, your family. How many of you remember the story of Charlotte's Web? And the, there's also a movie, it's great. And in that story, Templeton the rat goes to the fair and he learns that there's a veritable smorgasbord at the fair. And he and the gander sing this song. I don't know the tune, I'll just tell you the words. Each night when the lights go out, it can be found on the ground, all around. Oh, what a rattly feast. Melon rinds and bits of hot dogs, cookie crumbs and rotten cotton candy. Melted ice cream, mustard drippings, moldy goodies everywhere. Lots of popcorn, apple cores, banana peels and soggy sandwiches and gobs of gorgeous gook to gobble at the fair. Templeton was eating all the garbage from the ground and the trash bins. Yuck. How would you like it if you had to find your food that way? Well, I have seen people eat, go dumpster diving at restaurants, at apartment complexes, behind grocery stores, looking for food. I haven't taken my morning garbage out to our trash depository yet. So I'm going to have Gary take it around and you can deposit your apple cores and napkins in there. And if any of you is really hungry, there there will be apple cores, banana peels, some chicken bones. You go ahead and help yourself. Some people do not have a lot of choice about when they eat, what they eat, or where they will get their food. They may not have a job. They may not have money. They may not have a home. They may be hungrier than we can even imagine. I haven't seen anyone in this room take something to eat out of that garbage can. But for some people that would be a feast, the things that are in that wastebasket. Some of these people are right here in our communities, and that's why we're raising money today by auctioning off the beautiful bowls that the children made. We're buying our lunch here at church, and we'll use the money that we raise to support the Bisbee Coalition for the Homeless, St. Vincent de Paul Food Bank, the Salvation Army Food Programme, and depending on how much we collect, possibly also meals on wheels. All of these places are places that people who need help can go to get some clean, decent food. When children go hungry, when the elderly, the sick, the mentally ill, the homeless go without food, it is our obligation to do something to help. This is one thing we can do as a congregation in addition to our monthly support of the Good Neighbor Alliance where we buy, prepare, and serve one meal a month. I hope that you will enjoy eating lunch today. I hope that you will give whatever you can for that bowl of soup so that others in our community will be able to enjoy eating too. Thank you, David.